Welcome to the Nintendo Fusion Podcast, a podcast that fuses past, present, and future Nintendo thought. I'm David, accompanied by my friend Jordan. This week, we're talking about the potential return of Nintendo Retro Series, uh, largely because earlier this week, Namco put out some interesting job listings for a remaster of a 3D action game. Yeah, it was actually really quite fascinating. Uh, there were some reports where um, various postings were put up. Uh, one in particular was for like a planner, uh, but it also mentioned in the actual listing that it was for a 3D action game that was contracted by Nintendo. Um, a visual artist was also one of those uh, listings as well. And the final listing was actually... Um, it had a mention for it being a remaster or remake, specifically mentioning the remastering of 3D backgrounds for this Nintendo project. So really interesting stuff, <laughs> don't you think there, Jordan? Uh, all from some job listings. Yeah, um, the fact that we know it's a 3D action game that kind of narrows things down to just what? Just basically the Wii and GameCube N64 era yep. type games. And you would think like, oh, Nintendo probably has a whole bunch of different games to remaster out of this. But it's um, it's getting kind of harder to think like what is a high priority to remaster. Most of the big ones have been remastered at this point or have had recent HD releases. Like uh, with Mario, we just got the 3D All-Stars not too long ago. So it'd be a bit odd to see 64 Galaxy or uh, Sunshine getting a remake here. Right, especially since, at least with Mario Galaxy and Sunshine, all they really did was port the game over through emulation and putting on HD um, textures and stuff on top of it through the emulation itself. So it's kind of interesting that they're specifically mentioning a full remaster of a 3D game when we know Nintendo has this like pipeline that's in the works for just uh, emulation. <laughs> you know, I, I thought that that was really quite interesting. Um, that they're straight up asking for remaking and planning a whole remake of some sort of game. Yeah. Um, and also the fact that Namco's involved. So like it, it, a lot of people are speculating, like, does it have some sort of, what, what is the reason for Namco getting involved? Is it because of like a specific reason with Namco or is it just Namco just likes working with Nintendo and they'll just do pretty much any project with them now at this point? Right. In recent years, Bandai Namco and Nintendo have collaborated on Super Smash Brothers 4. That was the Wii U and 3DS game, as well as Smash Brothers Ultimate. They also helped with Mario Kart 8 and ARMS, and they were also the lead developers for Pokémon Tournament and New Pokémon Snap. Those are some of their more recent full-blown collaborations with Nintendo. So, Which, of all those, none of them really scream like expertise for a 3d action game coming back from the past like i guess maybe the old pokemon snap but would you consider I, I that a 3d it. action game no i don't there's there's <laughs> no action in it and like i guess technically smash melee is an action game and is also a 3d assets but i don't know if that's what they're talking about either i guess technically they're talking about 3d um models in the background right they do they is that the only instance of 3D being mentioned or is it like the whole game itself is a 3D action game? Because I guess I could possibly see Melee getting an HD remake. I mean, that's totally possible. I mean, all I saw in the articles that mentioned it saying we're, we're basically just saying that they were HD remastering of 3D backgrounds. And yeah, okay. that's the only mention of HD or of 3D, but it's an action game. <laughs> 
It could be melee. Um, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I guess the timing with it. Sakurai has been working pretty heavily with uh, Namco for the better part of like almost a decade now. Um, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so having Sakurai then move from Ultimate to an HD remake of Melee isn't out of the question because I around this time is when uh, they should be uh, having Sakurai ramp up start or start producing his next project. Yeah. And maybe his next project is directly working with Namco on some sort of remake. So, yeah. So one of those being melee, of course. Yes. <laughs> I don't think so though. I, I, I just always get the impression that Nintendo and Sakurai specifically don't like melee. <laughs> 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 um, but Sakurai could be bringing back Kid Icarus Uprising. And I honestly think that that would be my favorite outcome of this whole thing, if that's what's happening. Yeah. So, like, even though Namco didn't make the first Uprising, the fact that Sakurai would be heavily tied to it and Sora is, as a company, is completely gone at this point. So um, having him just bring in people he knows from um, from Namco to help with Basically, one of his best games ever made, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, Kid Icarus did not get a fair shot, I feel. No, uh, it really didn't. It came out on the wrong hardware, in my opinion. It would be nice to have twin sticks for it. Yes. Um, it'd be nice to have better graphics for it. Absolutely. Better draw distance. <laughs> yep. The, the thing about Kid Icarus, too, is like, it just... I don't know. It's the it's one of the most ambitious 3DS titles ever, in my opinion. Yeah. The sheer scope of it, the fact that every single line of dialogue is voice acted, the difficulty settings, the intricate like weapon fusion and different strategies that you can do. The story is actually way larger than I thought it would be when I played it at the first time. I mean, it's it's just yeah, it it feels like it really did come out on the wrong console beyond just those <laughs> controls, but like from a scope standpoint, even. Yeah, it, it really needed to be on an HD console. And I, I could definitely see um, Sakurai or someone at Nintendo saying like, well, we would like to eventually do a Kid Icarus 2, but the first one didn't sell very well, but it didn't really get an opportunity to sell very well. So what if we did a remake to see kind of test the waters to see like if we should continue this franchise going forward i could absolutely see that being the case i mean they've done that with other projects you know fire emblem awakening was kind of a last chance for fire emblem to be reborn and it was immensely successful and has spawned a ton of fire emblem stuff so if that's the direction they're going to go with kid icarus and it's coming from bandai namco i sure hope it works out yeah and that would definitely be one. That would be a day one buy for for me. It's one of the best uh, rail shooters ever made. Uh, speaking of rail shooters, though, <laughs> uh, so Namco's been around for a while. They've developed quite a few games, but they haven't actually developed that many first party Nintendo games, specifically 3D action games. But one that they did make was Star Fox Assault. Could we potentially see a Star Fox Assault? <laughs> I don't see why not. <laughs> Star Fox is kind of a dead series at this point because yeah. of the Wii U game. <laughs> I think it's got to, it would be a weird one to bring back. Um, if if it wasn't Namco making this, I don't think anyone would bring this into like the limelight of speculation. Uh, I personally love Star Fox Assault, but I don't think it's a very high priority game to be remade. Um, no, it's pretty. It's a niche game within a niche franchise, 
and it's not going to bring back the Star Fox franchise. Like <laughs> as much as I love it, it's one of my favorite games from the GameCube. But I mean, it's also possible that they're remaking Star Fox 64 again, even though we already yeah. got it on the 3DS. So, <laughs> yeah. And so like earlier in the episode, I was saying there's not a lot of games that I feel that are high priority um, to be remade because they remade a lot of games for the Wii U and quite a few also for the the switch yes. like the zelda franchise is completely has the the 3d zelda games every single one has had a remake within the last 10 years yeah <laughs> they really have every single one however a majora's mask and ocarina of time were both on the 3ds and could potentially get another remake to them right we did talk about last week how zelda games are kind of like these evergreen titles for nintendo where they make them to be timeless games or series that having them come out on the switch in like a really nice HD fashion would not only give them the switch sales, but then that could be an evergreen title that you can just download on any Nintendo console going forward. If it's in HD because Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are so beloved by the entire community. I could see that being a possibility. The only issue I have with it is that's kind of Grezzo's bread and butter at this point, right? Remaking the Zelda games. Yeah. And we haven't really seen what Grezzo's been doing for quite a while no so so i don't think it's gonna be zelda i don't think it's gonna be mario um star fox is possible kid icarus is possible the other like nintendo owned property that i've heard some people talk about is a metroid prime game specifically because namco was originally the ones making prime 4 and so they could potentially still have like a prime engine out there and while prime 4 didn't work out they could just remake one of the prime games um, my biggest issue with this is that I believe the listing is for a Japanese studio in Namco, uh, while the Metroid Prime game was being made by Namco Singapore. Yes. The other problem I have with that are all of the rumors that Retro remade the Metroid Prime engine specifically for Metroid Prime 4. And like part of that was remastering the original Metroid Prime game. So I don't see why they would suddenly be like, oh, let's do Metroid Prime now after Prime 4 is so far along in development. Like, it makes more sense chronologically that if Prime 4 or Prime 1 remake is a real thing, it would be done in-house at Retro as, like, a practice run for Prime 4. Yeah, the only way I could really see it happening, because we've been operating on the idea that uh, Prime HD is coming out pretty soon here. Yes. Whether it's this year or next year, we don't know, but... The rumors are all pretty much there, and it just makes a lot of sense for Nintendo to release it. Um, I could only see this being a possibility is if Retro's done with Prime HD and is all on board on Prime 4 and isn't able to do Prime 2 HD, and they just boot that off to Namco. But And that's possible, but... But at that point, like, then it takes away the entire speculation that Namco would be doing this because they have an engine and no, it would be on the retro engine. So why, why use Namco for that? Exactly. It's like how Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl were done on Unity and not the actual Game Freak internal developed engine. If Nintendo, if Nintendo was going to hand off some sort of remake game to another studio, they'd have to spend an immense amount of money to train that studio in their internal engines. <laughs> um, and so if Retro is already working on the Prime 4 engine, why would they have another studio learn this, I guess, still in development Prime 4 engine when it makes more sense to do something else um, 
you know, that that doesn't run on that same engine. Like that that's my whole point when it comes to these engine things is a lot of people don't realize that Nintendo has their own internally developed stuff that they run on. They don't use the common libraries like Unity or um, I forget some of the names of these engines, but you know what I mean? It's all internal developed Nintendo stuff that they've been building upon since literally the NES era. <laughs> so training somebody to do a remake for a series that already has a current iteration in development to use their current platform. It doesn't work. And Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl were the example of we're not going to spend that time and money to teach you how to use the Game Freak library. So please port it on Unity. And it ended up being a technical disaster, <laughs> at least internally. The, the game is still whatever fine. It's a disappointment, but it's it's still a technical disaster. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Although technically, um, it has happened in the past before, like uh, Rareware used to run off the Mario 64 engine and they, yeah, while they were closely tied to Nintendo, they were not owned by Nintendo. That's very true. So, but I mean, I think that a Nintendo 64 engine at that point is easier to work with than any modern Nintendo internal engine. (laughs) Also at that time, there weren't like generic, uh, engines out there like there are now with unreal and unity yes so you kind of had to just use whatever the publisher wanted you to use (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) so who who knows where where it goes with all of that kind of stuff but uh I, i i see in some of our notes here jordan there were a couple of other game series that we were thinking about um that could be a remaster there's definitely like the tales games right yeah so like tales of symphonia I, I could see Nintendo saying, well, so so like if if Namco isn't working on any of like Nintendo's own properties, um, Tales of Symphonia, the Tales of series, Tales of Symphonia specifically is pretty closely tied. I don't know if I want to say closely tied, but it's <laughs> um, it's definitely a big game for a lot of Nintendo fans. Well, so much so that people have wanted Lloyd and Smash Brothers since Melee. <laughs> yeah, so I could see Nintendo like basically uh commissioning for a tells of symphonia remake especially if it's exclusive to the switch because that is a game that a lot of people has a lot of fans for and having that be an exclusive would be a pretty big feather in nintendo's hat very true though tales of symphonia did re-release on the playstation 3 and is currently on pc with like additional features over the gamecube version so I, I don't know, like, if that would entirely fit. I would absolutely love to see it. Don't get me wrong. I love Tales of Symphonia. But it makes me wonder, like, what would they expand upon that they haven't yet on the, like, current most recent port? Yeah. They, they could also be working on Tales of Graces for the Wii. That never actually really made it to the U.S., at least. I don't recall it. <laughs> I remember being super excited for it in high school and then being sad that it never came out on the Wii in the US. So that that's a possibility too. Yeah. It's a tales Although game. if it didn't come out in the West, then I don't, I, I just don't see Nintendo putting a lot of money into something like that then. Yeah, true. That's probably a lower priority than Star Fox Assault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we already said the Star Fox Assault is pretty low. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other possibility, I, I, cause like Monolith Soft used to be part of Namco. And so I don't personally know like, what the um, current state of licenses would be with Xenosaga. And I could I could imagine Nintendo or someone at Monolith Soft just wanting that original franchise to come back to light. 
uh, and having Namco make it so that they just get around licensing issues. Yeah, I mean, the recent Xenoblade games actually do kind of reference some of the Xenosaga stuff, but there hasn't been a Xenosaga game in ages. So being able to kind of merge the Xenoblade series with the Xenosaga series would probably be really in Monolith Soft's like, I don't know, uh, what, what they'd really like to actually do. You know, if, if that's where things are with licensing. So I could see that. Yeah. So overall, I think the most likely outcome is just that it's something completely unrelated to Namco. Uh, there's not really any big candidates <laughs> with <laughs> Namco's history with Nintendo. It's surprising how sparse uh, Namco worked with Nintendo up until honestly the Wii U era, surprisingly enough. Yeah. Honestly, it is kind of interesting, especially considering how closely they work together now. Yeah. So um, it, I, I have no idea, like the games that they're currently working on don't match up with what they would remaster. Uh, the games that they have worked on don't really match up too well. It's either Kid Icarus or it's something completely unrelated. Or um, or Pac-Man World 2. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, I, I really enjoyed that game as a kid, but yeah, no, I did too. <laughs> um I don't see Nintendo, though, commissioning for it. <laughs> I could see Namco re-releasing it. That was that was actually a fun game, but not not a commission from Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, uh, Pac-Man World 2 actually came out on multiple consoles anyway at the time. Uh, I know it was on PlayStation and GameCube, so... You know. Yeah, it, it's not Nintendo-specific anyway. <laughs> Nintendo could do a serious like blow to Sony and just do a uh, 3D or a remaster of Bloodborne. <laughs> oh, they absolutely could. <laughs> no, I think Sony actually has some licensing rights to Bloodborne. I cuz they did publish that with Namco, but yeah, I imagine that's the case. I don't I, I don't know if Sony owns it or if FromSoft owns it, but that would that would be a <laughs> I don't even know if Bloodborne could run on the Switch though anyway, so this is completely uh, I mean, we've talked in the past about how lots of things aren't really running on the Switch anymore. So, (laughs) But (laughs) this potentially wouldn't come out for another, what, two, maybe three years. So it could be being made ground up for the Switch, too. That's also very, very, very possible. I mean, we don't have to go into this, but like some of the experts in the visual scene even say that the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, the like two shots that we got, were definitely not filmed on the Switch. And if they were on actual hardware, it would be the Switch 2 or Switch Pro. So just saying, like, it's highly possible <laughs> that whatever this is planned is coming out for the next iteration of the Switch. So, yeah, I I'm in the camp that it's something unrelated to what Namco has made in the past with Nintendo. Um, so I'd kind of just like what would like to just spend the rest of the episode talking about uh, franchises we'd like to see return. They don't have to be 3D action games like what we know Namco's making, but just kind of stuff that as Nintendo fans, we kind of wish was back uh, for us to play with, specifically franchises that haven't seen anything in a long time. Like when we got Dread, that was a huge moment because we we haven't seen a new Metroid game since Other M effectively there are there are even series beyond metroid that are getting some new attention that we haven't seen in a long time like uh mario strikers you know and that kind of stuff is just so exciting and so full of hype that i'd love to see other series come back and you know that's a mario sports game (laughs) yeah Um, going out and branching out into some of the more obscure nintendo series would just be oh it'd just be so good it would give me that sense of Metroid, even though we are huge Metroid fans, like 
more than any of the ones that we're probably going to talk about for the rest of the episode, any of these series would be lovely to see return. And I'd love to see new fans that really haven't been on a Nintendo console before the Switch experience the joys of some of these series. Yeah. Um, And I know we already started, we already talked a bit about Star Fox, but that's going to be just the top of my mind pretty much whenever it comes to Nintendo bringing back franchises. It's not been too long since Star Fox Zero, but it, Star Fox Zero did not do well enough to feel like it was the proper return for the franchise. Oh, um, absolutely not. <laughs> I would definitely like to see a proper return. Something that's not just a remake of Star Fox 64. Um, I, I personally would be really excited to see Star Fox Assault because that's my second favorite Star Fox game. But I'm in, I, I, I understand I'm in the complete minority of that opinion. <laughs> Yeah, man. So we've we've gotten some rumors in the past that ended up not like coming to fruition for Star Fox. Like there was a lot of talk about Star Fox Grand Prix five years ago or so. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember those rumors. <laughs> <laughs> and that would have been fun, especially if it was like a mix with F-Zero, which is going to yeah. be a franchise we'll talk about soon enough. Um, and then on top of that, uh, they threw Star Fox into that Toys for Life game that I forgot the name of. And oh, that made me that hurt so much because I just want, I want more star Fox. I want them to get out of the, the state that Metroid was in for the last 10 years. I want yeah. another Metroid like return for star Fox, a star Fox dread, if you will. And one of the other last things we got for star Fox was star Fox two on the SNES mini, where that yeah. was the first time that was ever released, even though the game was finished. So like star Fox, it, it kind of comes and goes as like, not like this big hurrah. The weird thing is Nintendo never really seems to go all out with Star Fox. They tend to use Star Fox more as like a tech demo piece <laughs> for every single like game that has come out except for Assault, which was the game that Namco made. Like Assault is probably the first Star Fox game where it was made just to be a game. Like, yeah, the Star Fox for the SNES was just demoing the 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 new 3D chip on for the Super Nintendo. Yep. Um Star Fox 64, I guess, technically was a full game in its right, but it technically also was to demo the the Rumble Pack. I believe it was even released with the Rumble Pack. Yeah, so, and a lot of its gameplay and level-based stuff is more like arcade style in a way, where you just kind of go through a route that's not super long. So lots of replayability, of course, different routes that you can end up taking throughout the entire game. But it's very much tied to a score at the end. And a single session can be fairly short compared to like full blown action adventure games that can go on much longer. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, Star Fox Adventures was basically just they slapped Star Fox on at the last second. <laughs> it was an entirely different game for the majority of its development. And then they yeah, just wasn't it like all about dinosaurs at first <laughs> so they had a fox protagonist and it would have been like the equivalent of what is now crystal being the the main protagonist and it was originally for the n64 and it was just supposed to be like a zelda game uh but, but rareware's version of of it and then miyamoto came in and he's like ah i want star fox in this and they just slapped on a coat of paint of star fox on the game and called it good <laughs> and then um Star Fox Zero is basically just a tech demo for the the dual or for the gamepad for the Wii U. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> half of the missions are like drop this like probe thing into this tiny hole, then look at your gamepad to walk in there while nothing's happening on the big screen. 
And then you can only really aim well with the gamepad. Yeah, it, it wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, I really, really want a studio that is just a huge fan of rail shooters or Star Fox to make a game from the ground up to just be a good Star Fox game. Because I don't think Star Fox has gotten the most fair shot at, at its own games. I'm kind of in the camp. Like, I would love to absolutely see that. But I am also in the camp that if Star Fox is going to become a relevant Nintendo IP, it needs some sort of like re overhaul when it comes to the game itself. Like somebody that absolutely loves rail shooters and loves Star Fox, if they took over the game, that would do it. But if Nintendo can't find someone to actually pull that off or they can't do it internally, then if they want Star Fox to actually come back, it's going to need some kind of new approach to the series, period. That, yeah. that's just, it's the unfortunate truth, I think. I don't even know if that... It, I, I think it, it, you can easily like have it still be a rail shooter, though. So oh, like I, Dread, I agree with like, that. Fully embrace the Metroidvania 2D style games. Um and this is kind of just the same instance where there's not a lot of rail shooters on the market. So it's not like facing oversaturation. Just being a rail shooter is a way to stand out in this current environment. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Just make it better than Star Fox Zero. <laughs> yeah. Anything better than Star Fox Zero and Star Fox would probably still be okay. <laughs> I think I ended up giving that one a 7 out of 10 because I was... Uh, man, you I were was, just I was, hungry for Star Fox. Content. I was so hungry for Star Fox. <laughs> if I were to go back and rewrite that review that I made for Nintensity, um, I'd probably bring it down to a four or five, probably a four. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look through the archive database that I have to find that review then <laughs> to send it to you to, so you can <laughs> look at it with not rose tinted glasses. Oh, man. <laughs> like, ah. That was the game that made me realize that I am not good at writing reviews. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at talking about games and reviewing them in audio form, but when you have to actually write it, yeah, I, it, it's hard to write a review like it that. It is. Anyway, like I would really love to see Star Fox return. I've only really played Star Fox 64. I played like half of Star Fox Zero before I was like, this game is stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> the problem with Star Fox Zero is you basically have to um, reprogram your brain to work around their awful controls. I was about to swear there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just... The whole looking at both screens thing kind of simultaneously is just so hard because it's not like the 3DS or the DS where you have them so close to each other and they're the same size. But like going from something that you're holding in the palm of your hand to looking at the screen, it just didn't work. It really didn't. So oddly enough, the thing that drove me the most nuts about <laughs> Star Fox Zero was that they would split the audio between the gamepad and the TV, depending on like where the audio was was supposed to come from for immersion or whatever and it just it didn't work i hated it because <laughs> peppy's voice was in the, like this awful coming out of this awful speaker <laughs> right yeah my face. what the the gamepad had like a tiny little tweeter on it it had like no low range at all so it just sounded awful oh yeah. it was so bad um they did some fun things with the the little walking robot for some of those puzzles yeah some um, of the puzzles were actually well designed but, but it just ugh. It doesn't belong in a Star Fox game. Star Fox is a rail shooter. It's supposed to be a high action game. Don't slow things down for puzzles. It's not a puzzler. No. If you're going to do some sort of puzzly gameplay, do it during one of the bosses where you're kind of in that free roam state where you have to figure out where the weak point is or something like that rather than solving a puzzle. But even then, don't make Fox leave his ship, basically, by with a tiny little drone. Yeah. Here's hoping that Star Fox makes a return eventually. 
uh, would love to absolutely see it. Um, this next one we've already talked about a bit um, with Kid Icarus Uprising, but we would also really love to see another entry in the Kid Icarus series, right? Like, oh yeah, oh my gosh, Kid Icarus is so good, and I feel so bad for all of the people that have missed out on it. Like, you think Pit is funny in Smash Brothers, and you think Palatina is gorgeous in Smash Brothers? Like, no, you need to. Go play Kid Icarus Uprising to really see what these characters are like. You need to experience the story, all of the like crazy wackiness that happens, all of the fourth wall breaking, the really like intricate story, the amazing level design that uh, combines basically rail shooters and then a second half of the level that's exploration with, with high intensity action. And it's it's insane. You're like, how did they do this on the 3DS? And I, I still can't believe it to this day, um, but I absolutely love Kid Icarus, and it's insane that they went from an old NES game <laughs> to Sakurai like, hey, let's put this uh, little angel boy in Smash Brothers, and he showed up in Smash Brothers Brawl, and then Sakurai's like, yeah, let's give him a whole new game on the 3DS, and we haven't seen him since. It really shows just how talented Sakurai is as a developer oh, where he's real. able to just make these phenomenal games of completely different genres consistently. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's nuts. The, the one big problem I have with Kid Icarus is before you play it, make sure you're up to date on your health insurance because... <laughs> You'll get some cramps in your wrists. (laughs) That was a game where I believe Nintendo had to release a special holder for your 3DS because they were worried about cramps. So like hold your 3DS in place so that you could actually like use the joystick without having to use muscles to carry the 3DS. And then they had to make an extra peripheral for left handed people. So, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but but you weren't allowed to use twin sticks even with the peripherals. Oh, man. That game desperately needs a remake. Um, it definitely, definitely does. Because the controls were you hold the console in your left hand and you use the stick to move Pit around and sometimes you use the trigger. But then everything else you do with the stylus in your right hand on the touchscreen. You don't use any of the other buttons. So it was it was rough <laughs> on your hands. You had to rest it or hold it in a very specific way. And... If it came out on Switch, it would just be like the perfect game because it needs the better control seat control scheme. Yeah. But I'm hoping for a sequel too. Yeah. Like, I think a sequel would be a lot better, but I, I do think that needs a remake. Um yeah. Just because it is, in my opinion, the best game on the 3DS. And I don't play it specifically just because the controls hurt. <laughs> they physically yeah. hurt. Yeah. <laughs> they really do. I'm starting to notice a trend here with Nintendo's rail shooters where they just like murder your hands. (laughs) Yeah, you're either mashing buttons like crazy, you're looking between different screens, or you're holding the controller or console in a really weird way. (laughs) The Star Fox Zero and Star Uprising, they really need their controls uh, looked at again. Yes. But yeah, anyway, Kid Icarus, tons of potential, super lovable characters, great story, would love to see it come back. Um, another one that we haven't really seen a lot at all since what the GameCube did it have a Wii game, but it's it did not have a game. It did not have a Wii game. <laughs> we haven't had a Dev Zero game since the GameCube. Uh, it, it was the last one was made by Sega. Man, I feel sorry for fans of this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> you thought Metroid fans waited a long time for oh, Fusion. <laughs> man, 
or not fusion dread <laughs> well f-zero the wait for f-zero has been brutal and on top of that it's not like there's a lot of other games and genre to fill the void mario there, kart uh, no <laughs> <laughs> hey the blue falcon shows up there and two of the courses are in mario kart 8 sure but like F-Zero is not just a racer. It's a very no. specific kind of racer where it, you you basically are going at blitz speed on death races and watching your opponents basically die. <laughs> like that's that's the fun, right? The fun part, right? It's literally pod racing. Like, yeah. if you haven't played F-Zero, think of it like pod racing. <laughs> yeah. Except and so a lot faster. <laughs> there was a game. I don't know if it came out on the Wii U. I know. I think it came out on the Switch. There was an indie game that was a, basically a spiritual successor to F-Zero that was very good. Um, but beyond that, I think that's the only game I can think of that fits that same niche as what F-Zero was going for since 2000, what, three? <laughs> Something like that. Whenever GX came out. And GX had some really cool tie-in stuff. They actually had like an arcade machine that launched alongside it where you could put your GameCube memory card in and unlock extra content in the game or extra cards or something. Um, so like it was, it was really cool. It was a cool idea and F zero was really awesome, but we haven't seen it since. Yeah. Also, I believe uh, it is canon that they are tied in some way to the star Fox franchise because James McCloud shows up in the F zero games, although he is like a human, not a, not a furry animal. but that's why i kind of thought a a star fox grand prix could have been possible because they could have brought back star fox and f-zero at the same time that would have worked really well they're both in pretty similar environments uh the two being racers is not out of the ordinary uh it'd be cool to have like a star fox racing where you're also like shooting things i guess that would kind of sideline of zero bit um i mean if they were to merge them together it would be like f-zero based stuff on like the ground or on planets so like the super fast tracks but then the star fox racing would be like in space or something in asteroid fields or something like that i don't know yeah although at that point you're kind of making two completely separate games very true I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was an idea that was pitched and that's why the rumors came out and then they're like, ooh, this is actually really difficult to get put together. <laughs> Let's just go back to working on Mario Kart, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this is what Namco's working on. They they helped with Mario Kart 8. There's an F-Zero mode in Mario Kart 8, so clearly they have experience for F-Zero, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had another quick idea that kind of combines the whole Sakurai thing with and the F-Zero racer stuff. And that would be like a new Kirby Air Ride game. <laughs> I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> There'd be a lot of fans that would be really happy. I love Kirby Air Ride. I, I think that that should get a new game in its series, even though Kirby is still very much in a live series <laughs> for Nintendo. Yeah. Air Ride would be cool. But anyway, that that's a totally... Yeah, that, that's not a whole series to revive. Um, another one that, you know, I, we've been thinking about quite a bit, actually. I think we brought it up a couple episodes ago on the podcast is Punch-Out, right? Like, we haven't seen Punch-Out since the Wii. Yeah, personally, though, if this were to come back, I'd want Next Level Games to work on it because they Next did a fantastic is... job with the Wii version. Yes, they did. Oh, my gosh. Punch-Out on the Wii is so good. <laughs> and they've been pretty busy with both uh, Luigi's Mansion and mario strikers i guess 
they could bring back punch out <laughs> next after mario strikers i mean now that they're officially nintendo maybe they have more leeway to actually say hey nintendo we want to do this and maybe that's why we got strikers yeah i would hope though that they don't make it too gimmicky by like putting in motion controls and making it basically arms too yeah arms kind of does fill the the void that the wii punch out kind of left you know that luckily uh punch out wii was designed with like the original control scheme in mind where you could just like turn a Wiimote sideways and still play it like a normal gamepad. Yes. Uh, which was, in my opinion, the best way to play the game because it's a very, it's, it's a difficult, pu- it's not really a sports game as much as it's a puzzle game with like frame perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, responses. Attacks. Yeah. You really have to watch what's happening. Take cues from bosses and enemies and even like learn behaviors to get perfect scores and stuff like to get the true ending or to like truly knock them out there's some like nuance there it's really cool if you haven't played punch out and you have the means to get it like play it on the wii it's good yeah yeah and this was and punch out used to be like a really big franchise for nintendo back in the 90s and 80s but uh we got one more adventure on the wii and haven't seen it since um even though mac did make it to smash 4 he did and he i think a lot of people like him as a character yeah, he's got some really cool music. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's really anything else to say about Punch Out, though. You know, it's not like it's the biggest Nintendo series. It's just a lot of fun and we enjoy it. But one huge one that I know Jordan and I have mentioned several times on this podcast already is the Mother series. <laughs> oh, man. So if Mother ever returns, um, do we want it to be what? what's his name? A toy? Yeah. Do we want it to be a toy or do you want a, a the, the Undertale guy to do it? Oh my gosh, you want, you're saying Toby Fox take over the Mother series? <laughs> I love a toy. I think his writing is fantastic, but he just seems kind of disinterested in continuing things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine if Nintendo is just like, hey, Toby Fox, we love what you've done with Undertale and with Deltarune. We know that you've uh, become friends with Sakurai. You've worked with the uh, uh, Game Freak. Why don't you uh, make the Mother series for us? <laughs> well, he's also friends with the toy, too. Oh, yeah, he, he worked, is. He worked with a toy for a uh, mother comic book or it wasn't a comic book, but it was like some some book that was being published. Oh, yeah. I had forgotten about that. Oh, my gosh. Him giving the reins to Toby would be nuts. <laughs> oh. It would probably delay Delta Rune chapter three, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it would maybe make Toby work with an actual full team of developers instead of just doing it. Mostly by himself with a handful of other people. <laughs> so yeah. it, 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 it could increase the scope a lot. Yeah, I think that would be the best outcome. Unless, if, well, the best outcome is if a toy decides that he has the desire to do another mother game. But um, while he's a very creative, he's a creative genius. He he seemed to lack software development uh, leadership skills because yeah. <laughs> the development cycles for Earthbound and Mother 3 were, uh, to put it short, they were development hell. <laughs> like, literally. Like, honestly, probably the worst development hell for a Nintendo series. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> how how long is the gap between Mother 2 and Mother 3? It's like 12 years. Is it? Man, now I have to look that up. Because <laughs> I think... Mother 3 came out in 2006, and I think it was 1994 for Mother 2. Yeah, Earthbound came out in 1994, and Mother 3 came out in 2006. Yeah, so 12 years. 12 years. And it wasn't like they came back later to to work on it. They were developing it the entire time. 
Yeah, because they originally wanted it to be an N64 game. And then that didn't pan out because they didn't make it in time. So then they just shifted it over to Game Boy Advance. And even at that point, they had to drop the scope down quite a bit because suddenly they were transitioning from 3D models down to 2D sprites and they needed to get the game done. (laughs) Yeah. So I could see the development cycle of Mother 3 just a toy just doesn't want to deal with it anymore after that. Yeah, I could totally see that. So So. just bring him on as a writer rather than like director and designer. And like Toby Fox has the same kind of like style to his stuff as a toy does. So like, yeah, he very much does take lead as the, the leader and then have a toy just like, here's the ideas and here's the story that I want conveyed. Uh, go ahead and go do it. Okay. This is the new thing that I would love to happen, which probably won't, but <laughs> it, I'd love it for will. it too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't expect mother four to ever come back now, but they could at least re-release three. <laughs> Maybe that's the remake that Namco's doing. Maybe they're turning into the 3d game mother three into the N64 game that we it always was meant to be. Right. And I mean, there are lots of rumors out there that Nintendo still has archived a lot of mother three 3d assets somewhere. So it's possible. Well, I think they would have to like redo all the assets too. Oh, of course, <laughs> but they wouldn't be starting from zero. Right. <laughs> they could They'd actually make idea. it the full fledged game that Mother 3 was originally intended to be. So it's possible. I mean, it does kind of go with the whole remastering 3D backgrounds. We saw some footage of Mother 3 as a 3D game back in the day. So possible, unlikely, but possible. <laughs> Maybe that's why Reggie never gave us Mother 3. <laughs> I don't think Reggie has any idea what's going on with Mother 3. It won't stop us from asking him. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie clearly took the source code to Mother 3 and ran with it. Uh, absolutely. That's why it's gone and missing. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie's got the only copy of it. It's on a golden CD-ROM somewhere. <laughs> anyway, uh, to, to end things off, there's one other genre that I would really love to see return. We've seen some attempts at it lately but i would love nintendo to make their own crack at it and that is the collectathon genre which used to be really heavily tied to nintendo uh, with banjo and donkey kong and now banjo of course is owned by microsoft so i don't think there's ever a chance that we're getting banjo 3 on a nintendo platform but i would love to see something in this kind of like area whether it was like donkey kong 64 2 I know a lot of people have issues with that game, but I personally would really like to see that come back. Um, I'm a huge fan of the collectathon genre. You could definitely contract the ukulele people since they're around. <laughs> right. And I, I was about to bring that up. Like the only real thing that made ukulele not that awesome was basically budget and time restraints, I think. Yeah. And scale. Um, yeah, I don't scale. think they had the development like power that they wanted so for they, how they, big the final version was yeah they did not they they needed a bit more uh cooks in the kitchen basically but their sequel to it uh hidden lair i've heard is really good even though i haven't played it yeah personally i really liked ukulele i seem to be in the minority of it um personally i feel like ukulele was what it advertised to be and that was a return of the n64 game for better or the n64 kind of games for better or for worse it's it feels like it belongs on an N64. <laughs> yeah, it really does, even though it's in HD. <laughs> so if you're expecting these games, uh, ukulele to basically revitalize the genre, it was basically just trying to be the genre again, um, which yeah, I it thought was It was not fine. a revitalization. It was not a like 
reimagining of the genre. It was, this is the collectathon. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I did end up 100%ing ukulele and I came out of it with a positive experience, but most people don't seem to agree with me with their experience. Yeah, I get something like that. <laughs> One idea I've always thought would be funny is Nintendo during like Smash 4, they kind of made a lot of references to Banjo and Kazooie through Duck Hunt Dog. Oh, and yeah, I, they absolutely I, did. I think it would be absolutely hilarious if they just had Duck Hunt Dog with Duck with the duck basically being Banjo 3. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be incredible. I actually remember you and me talking about that at one point yeah. a few years ago. That would actually work really well as a way to revive the Duck Hunt <laughs> series. It would definitely be humorous. You could throw Rob in there. Like, <laughs> that'd be great. And on top of that, I've also heard, well, Camelot has that in the past uh, expressed interest in making a sequel to Donkey Kong 64. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there are developers within Nintendo themselves that would like to see these kind of games come back. Uh, we saw through Mario Odyssey them come back in some form through Nintendo. Right. Mario Odyssey was fantastic. Oh, absolutely. But it wasn't fully collectathon. The no. only like real permanent objects were the moons and like the purple coins. But the purple coins weren't necessary for like the 100 percent completion. It was kind of a hybrid between collectathon and what Mario typically is. Yes. Much more mission based puzzle solving with lots of platforming challenges rather than the collectathon sprawling world that's interconnected through like events, you know, like Mario Odyssey had some events, but it wasn't like in Banjo where you would do something in a map and it would actually unlock or open or affect something else in the same world. Especially Banjo-Tooie, which Banjo-Tooie is way more interconnected than Banjo-1-E. <laughs> but yeah. no, I absolutely love the collectathon genre. Um, some of the most fun that I've ever had playing video games was like playing through Banjo for the very first time. And even on six uh, successful second, third, fourth, whatever playthroughs of, of Banjo. And I also really like Donkey Kong 64. I mean, I do think that... The fact that you can't collect ha uh, a fifth of the collectibles with each individual character or you can only use a character to collect a fifth of the collectibles is kind of rough when it comes to the gameplay design because you have to backtrack like crazy. Uh, I do really like the level design. The music is awesome in Donkey Kong 64, and I would love to see what Nintendo could bring to the table with a, a new entry in that kind of series. Yeah, one way you could probably like make an updated Donkey Kong 64, but get rid of the parts that people didn't like about Donkey Kong 64 is have it just be you play as DK or one of the, basically uh, have DK, Diddy, and Dixie just be the party and all three of them are with you at all times. And like DK just like swaps between Diddy or Dixie for like extra abilities that when they go on top of his head or something or just the, th the th just have the three of them always w along with each other. Or or have it be like a health system where uh, you get punished by having one of them not die, but like <laughs> uh, lose all their health points and then you can't like get access certain areas because you have to go then find a barrel to then refill your party. I think that could really work. My thought that just kind of came to me was what if it was more like um, Mario and Luigi where 
you have them running together all at, all at the same time, but you can like swap between them at will and they have different unique uh, abilities like how Mario has the fire or whatever, but then they can combine different abilities <clears throat> to solve different puzzles. Yeah. I think that that could also work. So then it's just like you're just you have a bunch of options in your kit and you don't have to go back and forth between a barrel to like switch out your kit. You just always have access to your move options. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be really But then cool. you still have the the like personality of the DK collectathon game where you do have multiple Kongs uh, working towards a single goal. Yeah. And I think recent Donkey Kong games have been very good. Like the Donkey Kong Country Return series has been wonderful. But I would also really like to see it kind of go back to those N64 roots with the collectathon. I think it would work really well again. So maybe that's the rumor Donkey Kong game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is supposedly being made by uh the same team as odyssey although i think we've covered my thoughts that it's not actually the odyssey team it's just nintendo ead but yeah yeah i it's possible i i feel like whatever's coming out of nintendo AD, ead is going to be kind of a re kind of like a new way to like look at donkey kong like i think they're building that from the ground up yeah i agree with that and i mean just this week, Nintendo also announced that they're purchasing what, like four million dollars worth of land and building costs to expand their headquarters in Japan. So oh, really, yeah, it's highly likely that they're um, really happy with the success of the switch and that they're actually expanding the company further uh, so that they have, of course, that more office space. And maybe that'll lead to more R&D, more internal Nintendo studios. Maybe they'll expand some of the different teams or even build new ones. Who knows? Nintendo hasn't really said all of their plans. We just know that they're building a whole new office building on a whole new plot of land. So quite exciting. Uh, and I'm not too worried about the future of Donkey Kong. Uh, Donkey Kong keeps coming around every now and then, and it, it does very well sales wise. And on top of that, we have the rumor Donkey Kong game coming out soon. Uh, I believe we already know that Universal is expanding into a Donkey Kong land pretty quick here. And oh, yes. I forgot about that. I think there's a Donkey Kong movie in the works, too, with Seth, Seth Rogen. I, I don't remember if that was a joke on the Internet or, <laughs> or if that was real. <laughs> that right, because he is it. voicing Donkey Kong. He is voicing Donkey Kong, but I'm pretty sure I remember seeing an article saying that... Um, it was leaked that Donkey Kong movie itself is in the works. I think that'd be pretty cool. Nintendo really does need to branch out to the media side of things as well. <laughs> they have yeah. so many cool IPs that they could make some really cool TV shows slash anime slash movies that it just makes sense for them to do that. So compared to the rest of these franchises, I think Donkey Kong's feature is pretty bright. Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> he's just been taking a really long break since Tropical Freeze. <laughs> yeah. And Tropical Freeze is honestly one of the best games in the whole f series. So it's not like well, it's one of the know, best 2D hurting, platformers ever made. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very true. I, I mean, we're, we're definitely getting more Donkey Kong stuff in the future. It would just be cool to see it return to the collectathon genre. You know, if since we are never getting another banjo game again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll never get another banjo game. It's just if we do, it's going to be an Xbox PC exclusive. Yeah. And probably not made by Rareware. It'll nope. probably be contracted by microsoft to some other studio and that's highly likely because that's just what they do so oh well i will ask though jordan out of the series that we've talked about which one would you like to see return the most if Star you had Fox. to rank them Star Fox? 
there you go. <laughs> no questions asked. Just Star Fox. <laughs> That's like, like I said, it's one of my top three favorite franchises Nintendo's ever made. And I don't feel like it's gotten a fair shot to like there. There have been Star Fox games that have sold pretty, pretty well. Star Fox 64, I believe, was what, five million copies back on the N64 era, where it's like something what, like that. Only 25 million <laughs> N64s exist. So like an installment rate of 25 percent. That's pretty good. That's huge. <laughs> I, I think Star Fox can sell. I think there is nostalgia behind it. And I don't think Nintendo is putting enough faith into the franchise no they're definitely not as for me i would probably put kid icarus up there um either kid icarus or the collectathon yeah i just think that both of those are just awesome series and i think a lot of people would really enjoy having either of them so i feel old real quick no Kid, kid icarus came out 10 years ago you can't tell me that <laughs> it's been it's 10, 10 years 10 years <sighs> Hey, Sakurai, if you're listening to this, which I know you're not, but if you were, please, can we have another Icarus game? Please and thank you. Anyway, I, I don't know if there's much else to say about all these series. I think we've kind of covered all of our bases uh, when it comes to older Nintendo series that we'd love to see return, especially since the Switch is so popular and so many Nintendo fans just need, you know, they, they need to get these series in their hands because they're so good. Yeah. So anything else you wanted to point out or add or I think final thoughts? You're good. All right. Well, with that, I guess we'll wrap up this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate uh, when you listen to the podcast. Please be sure to comment on the YouTube video. Leave us a like. Share with your friends. Leave us a review on the podcast service. All that stuff really helps the podcast grow and help the algorithms recommend the podcast to other people. If you want to chat with us about Nintendo stuff, especially like telling us what your favorite old franchises are or some things that we might have missed during this episode, come talk with us on our Discord server at nintenfusion.com slash Discord. That'll give you an invite right there. We're happy to, you know, kind of bounce some ideas off and talk about our favorite Nintendo series in that Discord server. Uh, but with all that said, thank you so much for listening again, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. See ya.